Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field report. This week, many guys got back in finally on corn after a rain delay, even some uh, working on the beans as well. Heavy rains did cause a pause in the harvester in central Illinois, but it, it could be worse. I talked with my brother-in-law, Dave Bergen, up in northeast Iowa, uh, works at the co-op up there, and this morning they had five degrees with six inches of snow. He said the snow was stuck to both the corn and the beans, and they would need a warm snap to get the snow off before they could begin harvest again. Crop reports up there, early planted corn was doing pretty well in that 2 to 2.30 range at 19%. The June planted corn in most cases didn't make black layer before the frost. So yields there are coming in in that 140, 180 range with only 48 pound test weight. Talk with the guys up at Ritchie Grain in Wilmington. Gary said corn harvest is just getting started as the bean harvest is finishing up up there. He said the May corn is in that 20% range, while the June corn is getting as high as 30%. Test weights on that June corn are on the light side, 53.5 pounds, uh, and it's coming off the cob hard, so they're getting ground up a little bit. And my guess is that corn did not make black layer before the frost either. It's keeping his dryer operators on their toes with moisture swinging 10 points between truckloads. Gary said the yield reports are coming in that 175, 180 range with a lot of beans did hit the 60 bushel mark. Now Gary thinks only about 50% of the corn got planted up there, the rest prevented planting. But it's still going to be a long haul because of how late we're getting started with the harvest and how high the moisture is coming in at. Talking with different growers this week on the fact that the corn is not changing in moisture. One grower said it was 27% 10 days ago, and it's still 26-27%. Unfortunately, that's probably where it's going to be hanging until this weather changes. Typically, it takes about 30-35 GDUs to take a point of moisture out of corn. The past 10 days, we've had a total of 8. So what I'm saying, from here on out, field drying is going to be slower than molasses in January. Everyone needs to have their heads up on the LP supply across the country, especially north of here. In northeast Iowa, Dave said they have trucks sitting at the terminals 20 to 30 hours waiting to get loads. There are trucks pulling LP gas from as far away as Georgia and Texas. He has a customers that have, uh, are waiting on gas right now, and they've been told to anticipate it could be a week uh, before they're going to get fuel for their dryers. Hospitals, schools, nursing homes, residential homes, uh, they get fed first and then agriculture after that. And even at that point, agricultural livestock will come ahead of corn dryers. And of course, due to the high demand of fuel that's needed along with this cold snap, uh, puts everybody uh, pulling off the pipe at the same time. I expect this problem will spread fast from north to south because the whole country is in this cold snap and the whole Midwest has planted June corn. So essentially we have large volumes of fuel that we're gonna to need to dry this corn. This cold snap can also have an effect on some of our natural gas dryers as well. Here locally, some natural gas dryers had to shut off yesterday due to low pipeline pressure, again due to the usage. Hopefully most of you took me serious 
back on June 21st when I said this in my podcast. Some of you have been thinking about upgrading your drying capacity for some time but just haven't pulled the trigger. Get her done. If your neighbor has drying bands and he has taken preventive planting, take him a box of donuts as well and have a talk with him about renting his dryers. Don't forget to secure, secure your gas supply as well. It's one thing to book it or prepay your fuel. You need to have a conversation with your supplier on how well he's going to be able to deliver that product. When the whole Midwest is consuming large amounts of gas, can he keep up in your supply? It takes a lot of coordination between terminals and trucks. So have that conversation. What's the plan to keep it coming when everybody's drying corn at the same time? Please don't sit on your hands and at harvest act surprise when the corn is wet and don't have any plan in place to handle the situation as you watch your corn fall down while you're waiting for the moisture to come down. Some of you need to have this conversation with your landlords and your farm managers so they're prepared as well. One grower said, well, if we get an early frost, there won't be anything to harvest. It doesn't work that way. If we have a freeze before black layer, it will reduce yield, but it will seriously slow down dry down as well. We'll still have to harvest this crop, but we'll have to dry it more. So, now is the time to be ready to implement your backup plans as we test our delivery systems. Don't take it out on your delivery, guys. Work with them. Stay ahead of it. Keep these tanks topped off. Jockey that grain around from going to town or direct to the processor. Something to, where you can go if you do run out of fuel. Be looking down the road. How do we keep this harvest moving? When or if this shortage shows up? This shortage will show up on anhydrous side as well. Between the LP market consuming all of the trucks to handle this shortage, it'll leave us with transportation issues on the NH3 site. We'll get through it in time, but it'll be a lot easier for those of you who are proactive on this issue. Now all you got to do is implement the plan. Keep calling in those fields as you knock them down. The crew will keep cleaning them up. To stay up to date, check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast, Boots in the Field Report. Keep her safe. Keep her moving.